This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Silver and Black Flashback with your host, author of the Raiders Encyclopedia, Rich Schmelter. Hey Raider Nation, welcome to Silver and Black Flashback, a podcast dedicated to the long, proud, and at many times crazy as hell history of pro football's bad boys, our beloved Raiders. I am Rich Schmelter, your host on this journey into Raiders history. My passion for the Raiders goes back a long way. And that passion carried over into a writing career, which allowed me the great opportunity to write the definitive history of the team's first 50 seasons. I hope to entertain listeners of the amazing Raider Nation with stories about wild and successful times enjoyed by the Raiders on the field and off. However, for this first episode, I thought I would tell the story about how the Raiders came to be. On future episodes, I look to have fellow authors of Raiders books partake in discussions and would love to have you, the fans, join in on the action as well. Before we delve into this first episode of how the Raiders were formed, I just want to give a huge thank you to Josh Murphy, the awesome host of Raiders Fan Radio. Murph interviewed me a while back, and that proved to be the catalyst for Silver and Black Flashback. Murph suggested that I take my knowledge and passion for the Raiders onto the airways, and without any rate, any reservations, I said, let's do this. I love the great family that Raider Nation is, and I hope to use this podcast as an audio family album designed to bring our legends back to life. So now let's get things off with a huge what the hell moment. That's right, what the hell moment. What if I told you the sexy blonde socialite Paris Hilton and the Minnesota Vikings were involved in the Raiders becoming a team? Yep, told you it was going to be a what the hell kind of moment. Now I have to explain why. Okay, so maybe Paris Hilton's involvement is a major stretch, but her, but her bloodline definitely linked, is linked to Raiders history. You have to admit, though, it makes for a great trivia question, right? Feel free to use that. Well, back to reality. For it was Paris's grandfather, hotel mogul Baron Hilton, that helped the city of Oakland obtain a professional franchise. And as far as the Minnesota Vikings' involvement with the Raiders is concerned, It took them to back out of a new professional football league to allow a new team a chance to fill the void left by their exit. On the morning of January 31, 1960, the Oakland Tribune's bold headline proclaimed, Oakland wins fight for pro-grind team. Even though the Raiders came to be known as the league badasses, the words fight and Oakland were linked together even at that time. And here is the story that led to the Tribune's headline on that final day of January in 1960. 
The birth of the Raiders actually originated in Chicago in 1959 when two young and very, very wealthy Texans named Lamar Hunt and Bud Adams, both with family ties into the oil industry, wanted to purchase a professional football team. With the National Football League being the sole supplier of professional football entertainment, Hunt and Adams obviously focused their attention on the old guard NFL. It was learned that the Chicago Cardinals, one of the NFL's original teams from the league's founding in 1920, was for sale and looking to relocate. It seemed like the perfect match for Hunt and Adams. However, sometimes even those things that seem perfect always seem to have some type of flaw in the plans. Well, here was the flaw. Hunt inquired about purchasing the Cardinals with the hopes of moving the team to Dallas, Texas. At the same time, Bud Adams, along with Bob Housem and Max Winter, were also expressing interest in the team. Despite the interest, all four were denied the chance of gaining controlling interest in the Cardinals. Hunt, Adams, and Housem then met with NFL Commissioner Burt Bell about the possibility of expanding the league to 12 teams. Pro football was just beginning to capture the public's attention from coast to coast, thanks to the medium of television. With both forms of entertainment merging into such a successful partnership, it only seemed likely the expansion would be a great idea. Unfortunately, Bell did not embrace the concept and declined the proposal. Why he declined it, I have no idea. I'm, I don't want to have any speculation, but maybe he was jealous of these guys. You know, young guys, a lot of money. I mean, you know, people can be jealous of things like that. Whatever the reason, Hunt decided on another path toward ownership of a professional football franchise. By August of 1959, Hunt sold other wealthy businessmen on the idea of forming a rival to the NFL. The end result was the forming of an eight-team league called the American Football League. Lamar Hunt was in Dallas. He was also the league president, and after all, it was his idea, so why not? Adams in Houston and six other franchises were awarded to New York, Buffalo, Boston, Denver, Los Angeles, and Minneapolis. This group of eight businessmen were dubbed the Foolish Club by many throughout the pro football community because no rival league ever lasted long against the powerful NFL. It's very reassuring to have a nickname like the Foolish Club foolish club but again these guys had a lot of money and they had they had a drive they also had another thing that these other leagues never had and it was the magic of television pro football is just starting to gain major momentum thanks to television and the AFL managed to land a lucrative deal with it so armed with a lot of cash and a huge TV deal the AFL didn't seem like such a foolish club after all they also got South Dakota, former South Dakota governor and World War II Medal of Honor winner Joe Foss to serve as the commissioner, and they would begin play in the fall of 1960. Now, even though the NFL snubbed Hunt and Adams earlier, after hearing the serious cash flow that these guys had at their disposal mixed with the television contract, suddenly the NFL decided on expansion. And where did they go to lure a team? Max Winter's Minneapolis franchise. Barely six months before the AFL was set to begin, Minneapolis was offered the chance to come into the NFL. Feeling the NFL was on more solid ground, Winter took his franchise to the NFL and would begin play in 1961 as the Minnesota Vikings. A scramble to find a new team to replace Minneapolis quickly got underway. The Eastern Division of the AFL was set with Buffalo, New York, Boston, and Houston. 
With Minneapolis leaving the Western Division, it was unbalanced at three teams consisting of Los Angeles, Denver, and Dallas. Wanting a team with a warmer climate, the cities of Atlanta, Miami, and Oakland were brought into the discussion. At first, the city of Atlanta was the front runner, but it was then that Los Angeles Chargers owner Baron Hilton and Paris Hilton's grandfather refused to endorse Atlanta's bid. I just had to get Paris in there again, folks. He wanted a natural rival for his Chargers and threatened to pull out of the AFL if Oakland was not awarded a team. Unwilling to see another owner leave, the league quickly voted to award Oakland a team. The founding fathers of the Oakland franchise consisted of local businessmen Ed McGaw, Harvey Benz, Wayne Valley, Chet Soda, Robert Osborne, Charles Harney, and Don Blessing. Soda also served as the team's general manager. Now these names are totally lost to history. I'm glad that I had the chance to bring these guys back to life because if it wasn't for them, the Raiders might not have become a team. And also, a little interesting footnote, folks, the Raiders did get revenge on Minnesota, even though Minneapolis thought that they had it made going into the established NFL. 16 years later, in January of 1977, the Raiders turned the tables on the Minnesota Vikings and crushed them in Super Bowl XI, which we will discuss later and talk about sweet redemption. Well, that is the end of the very first episode of Silver and Black Flashback. It was a quick one, but I just wanted to try to get a little bit established. I hope that it was entertaining. I thank you for listening to this first episode, and I hope you decide to make this podcast a regular stop and that you come back next time to celebrate the Oakland Seniors and Senior Nation. Now, that's no joke, folks. Intrigued? Well, now it looks like you have to tune in for this story, right? See you then. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.